you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope I know all's well wherever you are. The playoffs are here. Well, I guess I don't know the playoffs, I, that you're doing well wherever you are if you're in Cincinnati right now or if you're in one of those other towns that didn't survive the wild card weekend. We are looking ahead, though, the divisional round coming up for you. The wizard himself, Football Baby, is going to deliver his picks. We're going to make our picks for the four juicy divisional round games, and I do mean it. Well, three at least jump out at you is wonderful, and the fourth one could be a lot of fun. I'm talking about the Packers and Cardinals there. I think that's the one that most people feel like they have a handle on. Anyway, we're going to do that one. We'll talk a little bit of Rams to Los Angeles, Chip Kelly to San Francisco, so on and so forth. Let me remind you, we are presented, as always, by McDonald's, and let me remind you also, go get McPick two items, two delicious items for just $2. I picked two delicious items to join me in Studio 66. Let me introduce them to you right now. First of all, you watched him all year long. You read his work, yeah, so on and so forth, his, uh, his reception perception stuff. It's Matt Harmon returning for what, the second time or third time? Second How are you? Second time here. Second time through, still have that weird-looking beard that makes you look Mennonite <laughs> because you're too blonde to, for the must. I see up close you have hair on your upper lip. Yeah. It's even worse here with the mic in front of me now. They they definitely can't even see like half of it. Yeah, it's a weird look. It's not exactly it, – it, it works out for me, though. Does it? It does. All right, maybe we'll have time to debate that. And then also, <laughs> let's talk to my main man seated to my immediate left. Here he is all the way from London, England, still reeling a bit from the Adam Gase hire to his beloved Dolphins. We're not going to talk about that, though. We're going to talk about these playoffs here. It's Handsome Hank. Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. That McPick got me thinking. I'm kind of hungry. Can I go quickly grab a McPick now? No, we we haven't the time, but you know what? We do. I'm glad you brought that up. We have here from 
a listener belated Ooh. in not in delivery, but in my receipt. This this is what happens. Sometimes boxes at the NFL get misplaced or whatever. Somebody delivered this to me just yesterday. Go ahead, and it's it's from. We'll read it. Uh, it's from Leon. Says candy Leon's candy from in, Nashville, established 1994. I'm all in. I love candy. Go I ahead like, and crack I like that. Who's it? Oh, there's a message. Yes. Uh, it's from Chris Vlahos. I think that's how you uh, that's how you say it. it. Says happy holidays to the best NFL host with normal size ears. I don't well, know. That's what cryptic. That means. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Does Dan Hanzus have especially small ears? Or he something? has he has interesting looking ears. That looks delicious. Thank you very much, Chris. We I'm gonna appreciate try. that. Go ahead. Dig mind in on that one. Mind if I dig in on – I'm going to take these things. Then no that's, what that's your be. hors d'oeuvre. Then we go to McDonald's okay. as soon as we're finished here. It's a deal. Let's get into it right now. Who are you loving before the divisional round? Matt Harmon, you are our visitor, so I'm a gentleman. You get to start. Who you loving going in here? That's very kind of you to let me go first. I'm I'm loving the Carolina Panthers being back in the playoffs for the third straight year. Yes. Um, and a lot of people don't know this about me because I keep it quiet, but I am somewhat of a Panthers fan. My really? Fa- yeah, my family's originally from Carolina, but I'm also a terrible fan because I don't do the struggle with the team. I and I, but and I don't even ride the mountaintop either. But I'm excited about this. I've got the uh, per Baca shirt that I ordered offline. You saw the team uh, put a bunch of pictures of the players wearing. Oh, per Baca. Oh, yeah. oh I yeah. love it. I want one of yeah, those. No, nice. it's great. You can order them online too, and the the uh, it goes to a good cause. Uh, Greg Olson runs a charity, runs a charity uh, for kids with heart disease, and all the a lot of the proceeds go to that too. Olson, so. Olson, yeah. you know, a good guy. I got a lot of heat by the way from uh, from the Czech Republic after the Czech Awards that Greg Olson was not one of the nominees for uh, best football playing guess he certainly was worthy and in 2016 yeah. we fully intend to throw him a tailgate party it's a sad tale you know of course if you think about it for a second you realize football players are busy playing games on game day so they never get to tailgate let's fix that that let's make that let's put that on the agenda some other good news as far as uh, some of my new year's resolutions for 2016 that I made not for me but for society good news to to deliver on that front yes I'm very excited for Cam Newton to see what he can can do and uh, I just wish they were a little bit healthier there going into this one but we'll talk about who's going to win that one handsome how say you who you loving Dave what I'm loving is it's kind of obvious and I I apologize for doing pulling the obvious card here but it's divisional playoff weekend this is my this is for me at least this is the best weekend of the year I said that I said that for two decades and now the wild card has sort of snuck up in the last decade still divisional round I don't agree yeah I, I don't agree. I think divisional round is where, you know, the big boys come out to play. The, they've all been in hibernation for the last couple of weeks. Then you've got the exciting teams that won in wildcard round that need to carry that momentum over. I actually used to be the other way. I used to say that conference championship weekend was the best, but I think the volume of games and the fact that there's some on Saturday, some on Sunday, and look, it's not good for me to say it in this building, so let's just hope no one's listening. I like Red Zone's cool, all right? But I love sitting down and watching a whole football game. Mm-hmm. I like the times when there's just one game on at once. You don't have to worry about the stuff that's happening in other games. There are There's two games on Saturday. There's two games on Sunday. You get to focus on those alone. This is the best day of the year. It's you're, you're right. You get the best of both worlds, which is wall-to-wall football to fill your weekend, but only one game. And it does, especially in a way, maybe it's even better in the 21st century, with social media and everything because the universal experience Every, of watching exactly. it, now you can actually hear what people are yep. saying. You can follow along on Twitter. We did all season long game day blitz on NFL now, and we're going to do it again on Sunday. So make sure you tune in for that. 
bits and pieces. We have, you know, Ike and Maurice Jones-Drew and Bucky and the and Colleen Wolf, I believe, is going to be the, the group doing it again on Sunday for those two games or for a portion of them. Anyway, I, I, I'm with you completely. I, I still give that, that – I give divisional round weekend in the NFL the crown of best weekend in sport more than – the first, uh, the Thursday and Friday of March Madness, or any stretch in the NBA or NHL playoffs or baseball, this is still the king. But but here comes the wild card round. Yeah. It is pretty good. You just mentioned Colleen Wolf. Poor Colleen Wolf. I didn't realize I hadn't considered that this would happen for her. She um, yesterday she was collecting some food in the huddle, which is where where we can order food here, and um, they said we've got an order for Colin, oh. and uh, and then she went. Oh, that's probably me. And the guy just. Hand it to her and said, "Thanks, Colin." Like we wouldn't even consider that she something might not very be strange. Colin. Something strange, though, that she's an Eagles fan, right? And Chip Kelly just left her Eagles and now moves to San Francisco, where one Colin Kaepernick awaits. Mm. We'll right. talk about that in a second. A good, well done. By the way, when you together. said Carolina Panthers, it reminded me of this. Here's my grand idea for the Chargers: should they, in fact, wind up in Los Angeles, sharing a stadium with the Rams, who have now arrived? To distinguish themselves a bit from a marketing standpoint and otherwise. No, they were the L.A. Chargers, then they were the San Diego. This time, let's go California Chargers. Hmm. You know what? Doesn't that buy in more of the region? Doesn't that Isn't that a win for Southern California, for them to try and engage some of those Orange County people and yeah. San Diego people? Well, the, the Southern California Chargers. That's a SCC. Bit. That's kind of long. That's too long. But they weren't. They're not the whole. They're not I, charges for the. By whole the way, of I, I love the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, people don't celebrate crazy. that name nearly enough. I also love the New England Patriots. That was a cagey move. It mm-hmm. includes New Hampshire and Vermont and Maine. The and Phoenix beyond. Cardinals became the Arizona Cardinals. Yep, I think that's uh, that's a savvy the, the, play. The Titans are the. Team. Or if one of those two teams, Rams or Chargers, wants to go Hollywood Knights, spelled with a K, I always have said the Clippers should do that. They don't want to take it. Here's your jump chance, in. one of those two pro football teams. All right, who am I loving? Well, let's jump Good of into you to it. ask. Yeah, the uh, I'm loving the Rams return to Los Angeles. As someone who lives in Los Angeles, this is going to be fun. It always seems sideways to me that the second biggest market and not just the fact the city is large, but the fact that of what we provide to the rest of, of the nation, nay, to the world, which is – Entertainment to be consumed via your television or your laptop or your movie screen, however you wish. Isn't it ironic that, you know, people always say about Washington, D.C., hey, all week people are on either side of the aisle, button heads, but come Sunday, everybody rallies behind the local football team. And they, so you, you get that in, in up in Wisconsin, they love their beer and cheese. They toil in the uh, making, making your beer and your cheese. But then on Sunday, they put their feet up and they rally around their local football team. Why don't we, why didn't we get to have that? Well, now it's fixed. Now we we have that. Let's talk about a couple of things because there are a couple of key issues. And I want you to hear me and hear me well, that we must resolve before, before we take too long. I did get a chance. Uh, you may have seen some pictures online um, as the week unfolded here. I got to meet up. The Rams are back as a team, and then a literal Ram came by NFL media earlier in the week, and I took him around to reintroduce him to some of our colleagues. Well, I'm not going to show you the video today, but next day, uh, the next show we do next Tuesday, be on the lookout for this. I Just a little spoiler alert. It turns out Maurice Jones-Drew and Handsome Hank are petrified of a ram. I wouldn't say petrified. That makes now you at weird. least touched it. I touched it, but I uh, have had bad experiences with rams, as you'll discover. 
Well, I hope you don't have uh, I hope you don't have bad experiences going forward. First thing that we have to kibitz about is, you know, let's what do we want to call this? Football fandom 101, something like that. The first order of business is what are the uniforms going to be? You know, I care very deeply about the get-ups that, uh, that the teams wear. It's hard for me to support a team if they don't look good. Let's start off with the Rams real quick here. Take a look at what I, uh, what I sent out there. And if you're listening along, it is the 70s get-up. Yep. And I don't want to confuse that with the 80s one because this is the gold pants flat, not shiny, understand, the, the, the nicely ornately striped socks that they wore. The helmet, the key detail there, the gray face Gray face mask. mask. The navy face mask. And I've talked with Chris Long, who's making the move from St. Louis to these parts here. We look forward to getting him in 66 when he arrives at some point. But he agrees, and he knows his uniforms. He and I have put our heads together and agreed. The gray face mask is where it's at. If for some reason they don't like that, and I know Demoff likes these already. He's on record as saying he likes the fearsome foursome get-ups. Let's take a look at those real right. quick. This is the white. White and now, blue. No gold to be found in these. And while Wait, I like them. That, oh, well, that's I the don't Chargers. think that's the Rams. No, that's the Chargers. But those are grand as well with the black numbers on the side of the hat. So yes. I made my case for pretty. that. But the white ones. The white and blue. No gold. Now I get the concern. A little too culty. Here's my solution. Let's go with the first uniform. The gold, the flat colors, gray face mask. And then twice a year we'll break out the white and blues to, to honor the fearsome foursome in that era. How say you, fellas? I'm I'm more of a fan of the white and blues, actually. I think I'd go with mm. that and maybe just add, you know, because we I know that you're a classic, you know, you love your classic uniforms. That's not going to happen. I think we've seen the way that the wind blows, that everyone wants to add a little something. Let's go with the white and blue, white and blue, and then let's see if we can add something different, something unique to those white and blues to, to bring We have to be very specific, specific on that front specific. because you say, hey, add some jazzy. No, I'm not, not jazzy. That's what I'm you talking get, about. That's yell, when you start I'm, getting stripes up the side right. of the jersey. I'm, and I'm talking about maybe around the ram's horn on the helmet. Maybe you just put, maybe you, you trace the yellow around there or something like that. Just just something to bring it into to a new era. Black tie behind the glass. Get them off and long in here for a blue ribbon panel to discuss this matter. But we, we can't go Makes forward. sense. I mean, what are we going to do? We're, we're going to start worrying about free agency and the draft and everything else before we resolve this? This is issue number one. Do you agree, Harmon? I like the gold and the, the blue, and I agree that aesthetics – our number one, as you can see, I, p- I put myself together pretty well. You do, you and, do, and it's you make the best of a what I got questionable yeah. situation. That's, oh, that's rough. You're very rude. Host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that one to heart, but uh, no, I think that <laughs> look, he I, blushed. He actually blushed. Yeah, that was because you were rude. I was, little, it was I was wise cracking. Yeah, I know, but sometimes that can be hurtful. It's only my second time here. I can, you know, if, Armin, I'm, if I'm if I'm ugly, I'm not getting invited back. That's what I've learned. In That's life. right. There you go. Yeah, but no, but seriously, I think that aesthetics are important. And if you can't, go, you're right. You can't go forward without knowing what you're going to look like. You know, it's like going out on a date and like you're just wearing a t-shirt or something. You can't do that. You have to look good. You have to present yourself well. Yeah. So I so I guess we're all agreed. And the irony for both the Rams and Chargers is neither team has ever had a worse uniform than the one they're wearing currently or the one they wore in 2015. Those are mm-hmm. both bad uniforms. And there's so much to work with there. The, you know, the iconic horns. That was, of course, the first team. Right. If you don't know that, that's the first team in the NFL to put a logo on the side of their hat. And it was those Rams horns. Now the Chargers real quick. I, I, I don't think there's a ton to discuss here. The world over agrees. The powder blue yes. with the white hat. 
black numbers. Don't do the gold pants, though. Do the white pants do the to white go pants. along with it. If you're not going to do that, and I, I, I agree with you, that's the right thing to do. Let's go back to that uh, the 80s Chargers, you know, which had the, the blue and the white. Late uh, 70s, late early 80s, 80s, early the Air 80s. Coriel yeah, yeah. era. Yeah. Dan Fouts, right. The gold pants. The gold pants. They would wear they the were white a little shirt. ornate. There was a little. There was quite a lot going on on there, but I still like them. And I think if you're going to do that, you go, remember Fouts always, for some reason Fouts had his were like, had more, Bigger holes than than the average jersey had in. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the the thing that was to let it breathe. I think a man of his carriage, uh, yeah. his jersey was a little too tight and it stretched those maybe, holes maybe, to, maybe to, a bit. Uh, to the end of uh, what they were capable of bearing. I'm um, a medium. I, <laughs> I will say, though, I'm with you on those uh, Chargers ones. Just remember, and this is what the current Chargers miss on, the current look, look misses on. The lightning bolt is the pants stripe. It replaces yeah. the need to have conventional stripes on it. You don't put the lightning bolt and yeah, then put bracket it with another stripe. That is the stripe. You get that, Harmon? I completely agree with you. It seems needless. I want to get to these games here. I want to get into the divisional round, but real quick, a couple of things. Here's, I mean, I've said this a million times. You don't. The football gods aren't making up for lost time, people. You don't get the root for the Rams and the Chargers. You must choose one and hate the other one. That's I. I mean. You at best you can only be apathetic towards the other one. Right. You're, you're not allowed to. You suddenly you don't get both teams, right? Are we agreed on that? I would agree on that. But Thanks. here's here's my question, and I've already admitted that I'm a questionable fan at best. I like the Panthers. Again, I don't know if I can call myself a fan, but I like the Panthers. Am I also allowed to support AFC. the? Okay, so only the AFC. So I can't support the Rams then, because no. that would be the team that I would pick. No, but that seems stupid. All Why right. am I, I take the Rams? But you can't be a fan of. Yeah. Uh, you can't be a Panthers fan too. Well, but see, if you're, but if he's just a moderate fan of the Panthers, then it doesn't really matter what he right. does at this point. Then the Panthers are no longer yeah. a team that you root for. I support them. I want them to win, but I don't. I don't carry the emotional baggage. Of I just want to make it clear too. By the way, I don't want to be rigid about this. You're allowed to take the 2016 season to render your decision, but by New Year's, about 11 and a half months from now, you do need to decide and yep. then support that team and shame the devil if you try to root for both of them. I yes, like Black that. Tie. Oh, okay. Black Tie wants us to move on. Oh, one more thing. Are you going to raise your child? Handsome, we have uh, little boys. I have Jean-Claude Van Damaschek. You have your little boy about the same age. Where are you now on forcing him into rooting for one of these local teams or your Dolphins? I mean, I would, I would push to, for the Dolphins. I, that doesn't change. But that said, if 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 we went to some games and and you know, I would probably root for the Chargers over the Rams because I I prefer you know, have a feeling for the Chargers more than the Rams. I would I would uh, that would be fine. It's a it's a home team. It's weird. You're a Dolphins fan, yet the Chargers in the greatest playoff game of all time. time. Defeated in defeated overtime, Rolf Benerska made yeah. the field goal in against Don Strock and Tony Don Nathan Strzok, and all the, those the guys. Hook and ladder, 1982, the greatest divisional round game. Certainly, you don't know that reference. 1982, uh, that that's like the greatest game. Oh, here we go, it, the kids, the, the kids. Game of all nothing time. matters if you if you're it's nine if years you're, before I was born. I don't. That is not the standard. I know who Jim Brown is. He didn't play in my lifetime. I know who he is. That seems. But that's yeah, easy to know. But it doesn't matter. It's a great game. It's like saying I don't watch any movie. I mean, it's you like people. taking Black Tie's lead, <laughs> not watching a movie before you, you were born. You millennials can't are the be good worst. Enough. Yeah, I, I take it. I take exception to that. I because I do not group myself with all the other millennials. This is just I do. Is, well, that's harsh. Again, this is the second time my feelings <laughs> have been hurt on this podcast so far. And no, but 
I, I just think that there's so much to revel in in today's NFL, and I put so much of that into my brain that if I start trying to consume that other stuff, I will, like like with other sports, we've talked about this before, I don't know anything about baseball, I don't care to, because if I start putting any more of that information to my brain, I'll start losing important You'll things, lose like I'm where I live. I'd be wandering around the streets of Los Angeles, like where am I, who am I, where am I? I can I? respect that. I, I have the same stance against uh, math beyond long division. Right. Why school, why the man required me to know about that I, crap? I don't know the long division part as well. You always insist on. I cut out. When did you use that last? You're right. I'm, that's why Lose I'm on it. the fence on Lose long it. division. I lost it. I think you need to know your times tables up through eleven or maybe twelve. Nine. After yeah, yeah after ten. Eleven self evident. Ten. Ten. Eleven's easy. As long as you can do 12 percentages, twelve's different. Let's get to it right now. We're gonna start picking these games here, but you know what? Gotta have respect for what this what this cat's done, man. This guy's gone sixty eight. Wait, last count, I think he is now 67 and 28 lifetime. For real. Picking the hard games. Well, the divisional round, there's no uh, wiggle room here. No easy picks here. No easy picks. Maybe that Arizona game. Let's see what the master football baby has cooked up for us in the divisional round. Take it away. Football baby. The baby who picks football games. Oh, hello, football baby. Are you ready to get down to business? Kansas City Chiefs, New England Patriots, choose! It is, it is! Trucks upon trucks. But who will ride off into the title game? Seattle Seahawks, Carolina Panthers, the Seahawks! Well, I don't know. Green Bay, Red Birds, choose! The Cardinals advance. Oh, an ambulance appropriate for Big Ben and Peyton. Who will win a mile high? Steelers, Broncos, choose! The Steelers did it! Football, baby. What a relief at the end there for yeah. me as a Steelers fan. Those are all authentic. Let me remind all the cynics out there, there is no rigging there. I have on occasion, really only about four or five times over the last two years, had to rig it so that he does pick the Steelers after he makes a mistake and takes the other team. But he there. knows how to please his dad. That was I mean, for real. As soon as he, the look in his eye, then was like, yeah, I know what I have to do. That with was this. all for real. And if you are a Panthers fan and you question that, I did go on just for time. We cut it there a little bit before he – before I said, I don't know about that. We did. It went for another two minutes, and he does eventually and clearly pick the Seahawks over the Panthers. I, I, okay. I, why do I have to explain what a, what, a, what a one-year-old baby is picking to the cynics out there? I don't know what. All right, let's get the very important stuff right now and before we give our own picks on these divisional round games. Starting off with Chip Kelly, the coaching carousel, is starting to wind down as a lot of these positions are filled now. Hugh, as you know, goes to Cleveland. That's a great hire. I think the Dolphins missed the boat there, as a matter of fact. We talked about that earlier in the week. I know, Handsome, you agree with that one. Let's talk Chip Kelly, and of course, uh, and of course uh, McAdoo winds up where he should because had they, had they not had they gone in any other direction, you basically have to reboot Eli going into year right. 13, and you remember how that went a couple of years ago. It took a while for Eli to get rolling. I still McAdoo's think it office. may not work out. but Maybe know. not. 
But I think that was uh, I think that was uh, sort of they forced themselves into this position by letting Coughlin go. And in fact, had they retained Coughlin, they probably lose McAdoo, who probably would be a hot candidate elsewhere. Let's talk Chip Kelly though, Harmon. I start with you. Good fit here. Yeah, I think it is a good fit because what we all kind of regard as the downfall of Chip Kelly was his personnel decisions, and he won't have to do that in San Francisco. Trent Baalke. Allegedly. Allegedly, of Allegedly. course. I'm sure he'll have some input, but I do think that Trent Balky does not want to give up all that power. He definitely doesn't. No, so that's, so that's a good thing, and I think that Chip has a good system in place that worked for two years before Chip Kelly, the GM, got Chip Kelly, the coach, fired, in my opinion. So and I think there is some interesting talent to work with. Carlos Hyde is a good running back. Sure. Torrey Smith can get over the top. Perhaps he does a little bit of what Jackson and Macklin did for that team. They just have to figure out the quarterback position. But I think it's a good start. I, I'm glad that Chip Kelly got a second. It's game. funny if you compare it to USC football as a for instance. They have forever since Pete Carroll walked away – tried to hold on to that air as much as they can. They keep bringing in these assistants, and they still can't fully remove themselves from this. I think the Niners have got, have made a hard right turn away from the Harbaugh era. They are not depending on rugged defense and grinding you on the ground. This is a, a pretty sharp turn away from that, and I don't know how many of those pieces that remain are going to be excited about playing in that system, you know, given that they're on the field 35, 40 minutes a game the way they are. But the bigger issue is Colin Kaepernick. What do you think here? I spit out on Twitter when the announcement was made, oh, great news for Colin Kaepernick, but maybe not. Hansen. I don't know. I mean, there's always – there seems to be something around Chip Kelly that – and I think it's because of the quarterbacks you saw him have at Oregon that people expect that he needs that athletic guy. But I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think Clearly he, not with Bradford and Foles. Right. He wants someone that can – that is a somewhat of a threat to run, but more important is that they're accurate and they can they can make reads and, and do all the things that they need to, to throw the ball. I don't think that helps Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick regressed through Hubble's last year and then obviously last season to the point that he, he was benched. He can't hit guys. He can't hit guys if they're moving. He can't hit guys if they're covered. He's very inaccurate, and it's, I just don't think it is going to work particularly well for Chip Kelly's I, I agree. I'm on the fence about what Chip Kelly wants to do, and it's been debated now for four or five years exactly what his philosophy is is out there, and of course it's, uh, you know, quick strike and all that sort of thing and uh, and run the ball a great right. deal. Well, so with Carlos Hyde. I think Carlos Hyde is going to be yeah. the best. I agree. Who will gain from this the most. He almost, it almost feels like, remember how good, I mean, it feels forever ago, but remember how good he looked early mm -hmm. before the injury bug started biting him this season. But I do think Chip Kelly ideally likes for his quarterback to be able to put pressure on the edge of the defense as a as a potential runner. Not to say that he wants his QB running 20 times a game, but he does like that threat. And a lot of what Chip Kelly has his pass catchers do is run skinny posts. A lot of the time you'll see four guys run skinny posts. That seems to lend itself to what uh, Colin Kaepernick said. Well to do. hit those routes, though, you need a lot of anticipation. To to yep. And that's the biggest thing that Kaepernick struggled with, in my opinion. When I charted Crabtree and Stevie Johnson for, for reception perception in 2014 those guys were consistently getting separation on timing routes but then Kaepernick wasn't able to anticipate right. so he'd miss those guys and just throw it to Bolden on a curl you know when he's completely covered because that's just what he defaulted to Kaepernick does not like people moving no it feels like he needs he needs <laughs> someone to run around and then stand there I wonder if Gabbert isn't a better fit right. because he showed some athleticism that long touchdown run against the Bears and a few times our next-gen stats showed him as one of the fastest quarterbacks in the NFL. So. Boy, we could do a whole show easily. We could spend the next 90 minutes talking about what all this means for Kaepernick, 
RG3, and Johnny Football. And with it, with all that, with all those names out there that are sexier names, Blaine Gabbert might be the most coveted QB that's out there. If the not, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Balky and and Chip decide upon here. Speaking of Chip, let's move to the next important item here, and that is, as I said. I made a couple of weeks ago. I made some New Year's resolutions. You know, I, I'm I'm too broken to fix at this point. There's nothing I'm gonna do to make myself. It's only you know incremental, minor degrees to, like I said about Harmon, to fix my my grotesque self. But for society, though, you know, I I I feel like I'd like to leave the big blue marble better than I found it. And one thing I called for. Well, I always want to try to have better uniforms in sport. I think we're making some strides there, and we'll continue to do that. Two, I've called for stuffing to be on every menu year-round. Why is something so delicious relegated to just once a year here in the U.S. of A.? Not so in the U.K. They're on the right uh, – that's right, handsome. It is. I can give compliments to your people. Yep. But – Big news is I declared a couple of years ago, and then I put, uh, I, you know, I, I I declared that we need to do this as a society, and now it looks like everybody's catching up with us here. No more plates. Let's go with bowls from here on out. Why go? What? And I'm not just saying that because of chip. Chips go better in a bowl, and we're talking Chip Kelly. Outside of a steak, what what food is better served on a plate? Am I right? Handsome. How say you? I, I mean, uh, you're going to need to define bowls. I have some bowls at home. So I have three different, maybe four different types of bowl at home. I have a, a very classic, you know, small bowl, which I like to pour cereal into and put milk in there. And it's, it's you know, it's pretty small, but you couldn't get, you know, if you put a if you put a piece of fish in there or well, whatever. You're going to have to have. Okay, so that we're just listening. All right. I'm just then saying, I've got I'm the next bowl. The next size bowl is, is shaped like this. It's a little bit wider. And it will pr- it's pretty versatile. It could do anything. You you could use it for your cereal. You could use it for your fish. I've also then got like a pasta bowl, you know, like which is bigger. You wouldn't put your cereal in there because it's so broad. It would just look strange in there. And you pour the milk in, there would be just that much milk in the bottom. So, I, you know, it, you've got to define which type of bowl. Well, I think you just answered it. You can have a There are so many different types. That's the point. But uh, you know what? They make bowls now that are really nice and big. And I don't think you would your whatever you're talking about you need the little bowl. No, for. no. I don't think you need that one. I don't think right. that's a requirement. I think you could serve pretty much everything if you have a nice big bowl. Yeah. You know what I've found as well recently I've had to start using sporks permanently because I a, heard a bet that I made. That, right? I found in the same way. I don't know why you would go back to a fork. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. So bowls it is, Harmon. Yeah, I agree. I, I have a big, large bowl, and I eat almost 90% right. of my there meals out of there. You just can't cut steak. That's the only thing. You no. can't, if you have to take a sharp knife to something, that's the only time. But you can have a couple plates. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Everybody it. has more plates, and they have bowls in their house. Let's reverse that. Time, I'm time, with you on yeah. this one. Last thing, real quick, Harmon, before we start making our picks here, is, uh, like I say, you do uh, the very popular online um, reception perception. Give a give a link to that. Give a shout out to it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of that in the off season, and you can find it on my website, which is thebackyardbanter.com. That's where I where it all where it all started. Right, wow, started. what a shill for himself. But yes, just told me to do you it. Invited <laughs> him to do as it. an authority on on pass catching and such. We talked about it earlier in the week. I maybe got a little over my skis when Martavis Bryant got a little over his head with that catch in uh, Cincinnati last Saturday night. What's the best catch of all catch. time in your book? It's chalk. It was a catch, Hans. I think it was a catch too, and it was Definitely a great was. one. I love Martavis so, and I think I talked about that last time on the show. But um, to me, it's chalky, but it's the Odell Beckham catch. Mm. 
it was a defining moment, the beginning of his journey to the ascension of the tops of the league. Even you talk about reception perception before that, I charted the couple games and I said, this guy's about to explode before that catch. That was the game before that. And then he makes that catch. So for me, it's gratifying personally. Mm -hmm. And just in general, it was a tremendous moment where we all saw it. It was on like an Island game as we were talking about earlier. And just the, concentration and athleticism that he showed. But that, now, I'm with you on almost everything, except I don't care that everybody saw it. We were all watching. We were all watching on Saturday night, too. This is true, but I don't know. To me, that's more clear. Like, you, like Handsome's arguing that the other one's not a catch. I don't think you can argue that that was a catch. That's a catch. As a man of honor, and as I learned from the late, great Jerry Orbach at the end of Dirty Dancing, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. This one is especially painful, I have to say, because Black Tie, as soon as we finished that show, go back and listen to it. It was a pretty good debate talking about a variety of catches over the last 25 years or so. Black Tie made a good point as soon as we uh, we heard, and I, I, I think he's right about it. Go ahead, Black Tie. What well, was- the point is that Martavis Bryant could still have caught the ball and not did all that. The right. shenanigans afterwards. Clean. He o- could have just yeah, shot a clean. Exactly. Right. Odell Should've had been. to pull off what he did to make that catch. Nobody else. For a- for everybody else, that ball is not in a catch radius. Odell made it part well, of Brent the Well, Brent Grimes would have something to say about that. Oh, that was a pretty good one. Touche. No, I think I, I back off that. So I'm officially, what's that called? Retracting? Redacting? Redacting. Redacting. Either. My thought that Martavis, although, I mean, it. Certainly goes down as one of the. I'm not going to take it off the table. Still top mm-hmm. ten catch of all. Most time, questionable. Right. Catch. He should have caught a clean. In fact, another Steelers receiver, Lynn Swan, will often say about his most iconic catch that that wasn't his best catch in Super Bowl ten, the one that you have seen ad nauseum, where he's falling over the Cowboys defender mm-hmm. and bobbling the ball. If you look at it, he really should have caught it cleanly, and then he wouldn't have had all that. But then again, maybe he wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> and that's not hyperbole. That I. Those catches he made in those oh, Super Bowls yeah. is why he's in the Hall of Fame. Those are before my time, and I know those. So. The number of times you see them, uh, though, in highlight reels, that makes it happen. I'm going to move on. Black Tie wants me to move on. But Black Tie, do you know who David Bowie is? Of course I do, yes. All right. Well, a lot of other people who we work with, when I was asking that around the what? digital editors, did not know who How David Bowie was. How do you not Bowie know who was. David Bowie is? I don't know. That's... I don't want to call people out by name like D'Angelo, but D'Angelo didn't know who he was. <laughs> Well, yeah, D'Angelo's young, you know. He's a- I don't, I don't care about young. I know who Beethoven is. Yeah, he, I, he wasn't making his music when I was alive. Well, that is surprising though, because I mean, Buddy Holly was. wasn't around when I went. I wasn't here for Buddy Holly. I know who he is. Don't know who David Bowie is. Well, I wasn't born when he was. What? Why? Well, only the millennials float that one. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Come but, but on. Only, no, only millennials. Well, I wasn't alive when that happened. That's not fair. Again, you're grouping my – I take an offense to this because this is my generation, and it is kind of awful to have to cape up for this generation. But at the same time, I know who David Bowie is. I know who all these cultural references are. It's just about the football stuff. All right. Let's get to it. Ready to sing, everybody. Here's our setup. The divisional round. Time for the Red Challenge flag picks. Red, Red Challenge flag picks. I didn't know if you really were into that, Harmon. Did you give, was, it, did you I, give it your I all? I was into it. Do yeah. it like Bowie would do it. Ready? One, two, three, go. Just me? Yes, you. Yeah, just you. As Bowie. Red Challenge flag picks. Red Challenge flag picks. That was awful. <laughs> Ed, uh, challenge, challenge flag, flag pick. How would Bowie do it, handsome? I Red challenge I flag pick. Stay in your lane, man. I'm staying in my lane. That's not right. my lane. I'm not a singer either. Let's get to it here. We start off in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Kansas City Chiefs, New England Patriots, 
Matt Harmon shoes. Going with the Chiefs. Handsome. How say you? Dave. Yeah. See this? Yes. Staying right here. Uh, Picking the Chiefs as well. I would like some heat today. I know. We'll try, I mean, we'll do our best. Last week, I got them all right. And if you remember, our friend Matt Gothard tried to throw a red challenge flag at me, missed, then tried again, missed again. Mm. And it doesn't matter because he was wrong about it in the end as well. So he kind of missed three times. That was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. That was, a, that was one of the low points in the long history of the DDFP. It was. I think that the Chiefs, I think they're going to have a hard time without Jeremy Macklin, and they're going to be facing a Patriots team where, by all accounts, Jer- uh, Julian Edelman is, is back and is healthy, although, weirdly, Gronk seems to have missed two days of practice, which mm-hmm. which doesn't bode well for them, although it, it sounds like he'll play. But I, I think that the, the Chiefs' front four, front seven – is going to put a lot of pressure on Tom Brady behind that behind that line that yeah, well, had like the, 19 different people starting on it this year. The trick is really as not not as important, but there are injury concerns. I think Gronk number 1, Edelman number 2, but Sebastian Vollmer's availability yes. is huge right. in this one with an offensive line that hasn't blocked anybody. When you're talking about the pass rushers that KC's going to have, and by the way, on the back end, I keep talking about it, but they're loaded back there. They are I, loaded. I wouldn't be surprised, and all the players keep telling me, no, no, you're, that's not going to happen, Dave. But I do think – I don't think it's going to be Derek Johnson – and uh, Eric Berry. I th- I, maybe some of that, but I do think you're going to see Sean Smith. Uh, Sean Smith is the guy. Matchup. Sean with, Smith uh, is Gronkowski. 6'2". That's a perfect one, matchup. Six two. Exactly. He's, he's, he's athletic. He's, he's big. I think he's the guy that you try and cover Gronk. Full disclosure, as we get into all four of these picks, I'm going to take the Chiefs here. The reason, the chief reason. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, the that chief reason I'm taking the Chiefs, though. Yeah. Is because they were my preseason Super Bowl pick right. to play the Seahawks. So I'm going to go with them for that. So, and I do they, like their. Yeah, wait, ability. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Two weeks ago, you told, or last week, you told us you can change. You don't, you don't have to stick with that guy. By the way, analysts, you don't have to stick with that. You can change your idea. You so don't have to. Do you believe the Chiefs are going to win this game, or are you just doing it to. I play? believe. Because you are literally going against exactly I what believe you said a week this. ago. I believe this, that. Brady can negate the pass rush so long as Edelman's out there. He can just mm-hmm. can throw those bubble screens and negate that. I think that the Chiefs, a la the Ravens, what was that, five years ago when they went into Foxborough and banged them real good on the on the ground all day long and they had no answer. I think the Chiefs might be able to do that. In my in my gut though, Edelman, Gronk, Brady, two weeks to figure this thing out. I mean, I think we're being crazy. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's seventeen nothing, twenty nothing with Ten minutes left in the second quarter, Patriots. The Chiefs are a good team. I, I thinking, think they're very good I too. Thinking, I just, I'm. I was thinking about this yesterday. Like all these other three teams in the AFC, there's some blood in the water with each of them. The Chiefs are coming in the healthiest, except Mack. Yep. But they also have pretty good, like tertiary players on offense. Albert Wilson's one of my right. favorite little unknown receivers in the NFL. Love that guy. He's a really good player that nobody knows about. And Spencer Ware has been legit during the last like month and a half, really. So. I, I don't know. I could see this team going all the way. I'm kind of on. I'm kind of on the bandwagon with just you. real quick. A few things that I know we've talked about, but uh, in in the last couple weeks and months, but uh, they bear repeating. To, uh, I I, I want to make these things first. People who say Alex Smith can't get a team to a Super Bowl are forgetting that he essentially did in the stick against the Giants a few years back. Kyle Williams fumbled that away. 
But that team really would have gone to the Super Bowl, and then it does change what we would perceive Alex Smith to be and what would have happened to Colin Kaepernick had Alex Smith taken them to a Super Bowl. Who knows how that all would have shaken out. But Alex Smith is good enough to do that. He can put pressure on defenses, obviously, with his legs. That's old news. As well at this point, I think the Macklin absence is massive. I don't think that that can be overstated. However, we talk about what are the factors, and I love talking to the football guys who've gotten to the Super Bowl. What really? Well, all this rhetoric. What is the myth and what's the reality of what you need? You know, you can't get to a Super Bowl without blank. And there are a million. The list runs about 673 items long, but the reality is there are actually only so many. You don't have to have one of the five or six best QBs. It certainly helps you do that if you look at who's won the Super Bowl in the 21st century. It tends to be Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger, Rodgers, Russell Wilson. There are a couple (laughs) other guys that don't make that list, but you can get it done. I think here and now, as boring as it sounds, depth is everything, and I think the Chiefs have that. I think the Chiefs are – I think they can can survive – those hits that some other teams can't. So I give the Chiefs a puncher's chance in this one. I'm taking the page. I, I, I'm taking the Chiefs, but deep down, I, I so know. Are, the, you can see I know the Patriots are going to. Deep down, win. you're in. You know, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the okay. Chiefs. That's my official pick. Next one. This one we can be fairly brisk on, unless you want to convince me. Go ahead, handsome Packers. Cardinals. Cardinals. Choose Cardinals. Cardinals. Just going to leave those right yeah. there. Those red birds, what red we, flags, staying together. Go ahead, Harmon. I mean, say what I'm going to say. What, what, what are you going to? Well, I'll say it. What, what, we saw the game a couple right. weeks ago. What's, what's going to be different this time? They're the better team, yeah. all around, personnel-wise, coaching-wise, in my opinion. And their quarterback is playing better. And they have David Johnson and John Brown and all these exciting young talents that the Packers don't have right now. I, I mean, mean, even last week when people right. got excited, oh look, Aaron Rodgers is back. Aaron Rodgers was was not back to his best. Aaron Rodgers in that in the first quarter was dreadful. Yes. Um, and and I don't I just don't have faith in them. Too many drops from his pass yeah. catchers. Eddie he's Lacy, throwing, he's the in, role he's suddenly of the inaccurate. He looks like a yeah. He doesn't look like himself. Does and not look confident in the guys look, around him. The other thing too to remember that you know people swoon rightly so over Carson Palmer and the passing attack. But just remember, even without the honey badger, that defense still is among yep. the very best in the league, and that'll give uh, Aaron Rodgers and company trouble. Next up, the one game I wanted to see in all these playoffs. Seahawks, Panthers, Harmon, choose. Oh, your beloved that now. That says there it all. Your beloved Panthers. The Panthers are your choice. Yeah. Handsome house. You know he was a Seahawks fan last year. <laughs> that, you so it must be tough. Who, it must be tough for you to. Who blacked out? That's a question these, for another day. Neither of black these men knew I existed With all these football year. teams Francis. to choose from in Southern California now. Handsome house, say you. I am picking the Panthers, but this is the toughest game, I think, of the whole season that we've had to pick. I, I could easily – I mean, like, we've seen it so many times. Russell Wilson comes into these type of games, makes incredible plays somewhere along in the second half, and they pull out a win. I, and, the, you know, the first time these these teams played this season, it was outstanding, but the Panthers are going to win it. All right. These guys have made their official picks. Now I'm going to do what Black Tie and Handsome have charged me with doing all season long, and I am going to pick both. <laughs> I'm taking both teams. <laughs> I'm taking the Seahawks <laughs> because it's my preseason pick. But, but you, but wait! You said last week. I know what you I called said. people idiots for not right. thinking they could choose their pick, change their picks. Do as I say, not as I do. How about that? I mean, that's, my, that's something else I just said. How about this? I'm taking them because they're my preseason pick, the Seahawks. And it certainly won't surprise me if they go down there and win, of course. But the Panthers win, and here's why. 
if as and this is assuming they have 100% Jonathan Stewart. That offense is right. is more potent, obviously, with 28 back there, just as the Seahawks are better with Marshawn Lynch. The defense in Carolina is, in fact, a little bit better. I don't know about the back end. It's a question now with the two of their top three DBs down. But here's the factor. You know how the Seahawks, the, the the statistics say that if you just played the Seahawks the following week, your record is terrible? That same thing is going to hurt the Seahawks this time. They just played in minus 10 or whatever against a hard-hitting Vikings team. They're not going to be right for this one. This is now in the worst conditions for your body to play in that frigid temperature, getting banged around all day long in a low-scoring game up there in the Twin Cities. Now they're jumping a plane and going down here to play this team. Boy, that's just a recipe for not your best game ever, and and that's what's going to happen to them, and that's what's going to do them. The Panthers are going to bring it too, as I say. I'll take Cam and company to, to get over the hump. This is, uh, this is their year to at least win yep. a playoff game in advance and see how far they can go. Black Tie says in my ear, why don't you be a man and say it on the microphone, Black Tie? Why don't you say it like a man and say you – He's busy working. He's busy, busy working. What's he, <laughs> he's what he doing? doing? He's lifting a helmet What's he back, doing back there. Working to hold a helmet. Matt Harmon. Matt Harmon shaking his head. I mean, sorry, not Matt. Matt Gothard's shaking his head like Black Tide doesn't do any work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last up here. Pittsburgh Steelers. Denver Broncos. Handsome. Choose. Dave. Yes. I think the Steelers are going to win this game. Oh, Matt Harmon, how say you? Well, unfortunately, I've got to pick this up and to toss it to you there. Oh, you should have thrown a little bit harder. You should have done. I'm a nicer guy. It's the one red flag of the week. We appreciate our pal Andrew Raby, or yeah. Rabby, who tracks he that. He tracks it. You were undefeated last I week. I was undefeated Andrew, and, and won a one. Explain one. yourself, Harmon. Listen, I think that Denver is coming in the healthier team. You've got injuries to Antonio Brown. If he plays, that's kind of a game changer. Unfortunately, D'Angelo Williams, one of my favorite Panthers ever, is probably going to miss this game as well. Roethlisberger is banged up. I just I don't have a lot of faith right now in the Steelers health-wise, and the Broncos, I think, are coming in rested. I think Manning is a boost for them. That Not everybody's going to agree with that, but I think that they'll play better football with him, and I think that – He's got good matchups on the outside with his two tremendous receivers. I think uh, – well, okay, so let me give my pick. Again, I'm going to take the Steelers because I have to take the Steelers. At this yeah, point yeah. in the season, I'm required to. In my gut, I think it's we're going to see the Patriots at the Broncos again, and I think I speak for most football fans in saying, boo, turn the page. It's time for something new. But I do think deep down that's what's going to happen. However, here's why the Steelers have a chance. I'll give you a couple of reasons. One, Timmons and Shazier, if they can continue to heat things up the way they have for the last six weeks, they're getting to everybody. They're putting heat on the QB. They are covering the the short game, the short passing game. What's Peyton going to try and do? He's going to try and throw the ball over the middle. And who inhabits that space? Those two guys. So I think that that is the those are the twin X factors for the Steelers having some success. And by the way, Peyton Manning, I always say. No QB likes inside pressure. Peyton really doesn't like it to the extent that he doesn't even try and slide past that inside pressure. You've seen him even at the height of his prime. He goes fetal. Would, would, yeah, he would go fetal. Let's move on to the next play. So you might see some of that. If Peyton jumps on him early, which is certainly a possibility, the game will be over fairly quickly. If this one goes for any amount of time and it's close. I say it, I, I, I you know, if you you are naive, if you do not think, Clayton Kershaw, Tony Romo, Peyton Manning, Andy Dalton, 
don't have it rattling around in their head that I must come through because I failed and people don't think I do and I have a chip on my shoulder about that. If you don't think that's in his head, and if you don't think especially 18 in what might be his last Last NFL game. game, that he doesn't have some additional pressure that he's putting on himself, he can say, I don't care, you can put that narrative wherever you don't want. Peyton knows deep down that that does get into his head like it does any human being. Only the very, very best are really so steely mind that they can erase that kind of stuff. But most human beings, including the very best athletes on the face of the earth, feel some of that heat. That's what I'm that's what I'm banking on. And that that's not has nothing to do with X's and O's matchups or anything else. Seven does it in the postseason or has done it on occasion, at least hurt or otherwise. I don't think Peyton's a choker. I want to extend the olive branch, Broncos fans, because you always misconstrue. I don't think Peyton's a choker. I don't think his style lends itself to postseason success. Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin it effect. It didn't lend itself. And the, the the thing that might just make the difference for him here is that Peyton's style, what we've considered Peyton's style for the last 16 years, isn't the same thing. Ike Taylor, this, that, this, this Peyton Manning is not that Peyton Manning. On that front, you may be right. Ike Taylor said the same thing, that maybe that that month or whatever, sitting down, really let well, Peyton and, know. And the game plan as well. It's going to be handoffs. It's going to be little right. screens. It's going to be – C.J. Anderson, big game. Well, I mean, it's not going to be cold there either. Apparently, forty-five degrees. Oh, I heard. Deg- I heard thirty-five. Last oh, really? Year. That's a major factor. No snow. As well. It is ironic that you have these two Hall of Fame QBs with all the pelts on the wall, and neither guy can throw the ball eleven yards. <laughs> so, I mean, that's going to be played in very tight quarters. All right, I can't wait for it. I hope you enjoy all the games. I know you fellas are going to enjoy it. Make sure you check out uh, Game Day Blitz on Sunday. We'll be doing some of that. Check report. Everybody's doing their picks. NFL.com, NFL Network, so on and so forth. Check it out. Thanks, Matt Harmon. Great stuff. Thanks, everybody behind the glass. All that's left is for us to put our feet up and enjoy these playoff games. Right, okay. everybody? Let's do that. Let's do it. We'll talk to you after the divisional round. Oh, in you didn't front- literally. No, literally, if you'd like okay. to put your feet up. In the meantime, we'll talk to you before the championship games. Get you ready for those. Thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. I'm throwing the red challenge flag at that uh, blonde mustache. Find out more on the next DDFP. What's up, everybody? Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks from Move the Sticks. Bucky, for those that haven't listened to our show, tell them what's about. Two former NFL scouts, about 20 years of experience looking at the game from a different perspective, really digging into the personnel evaluations and also some of the team matchups. Also going to be focusing on the draft as it gets closer. And you can check out our show on NFL.com slash podcast. You can find it on iTunes as well as YouTube on the NFL channel. Just pump in Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.